Welcome back to the Basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuning into yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. As usual, we have a, uh, this is going to be a little serious and sober, a political podcast about a uh, serious, sober, and awesome uh, political album uh, made by the drive by truckers called American Band. So if that isn't your thing, uh, I, I won't blame you for, for, for not, for not sticking with us through this one. Uh, but, uh, maybe, uh, you know, if, if you do sort of like your chocolate and your peanut butter, your politics and your music, uh, maybe you might, might learn something that you didn't know. Uh, I, it's, I'm not giving us so much the credit as maybe the, uh, gentleman of drive-by truckers. You know, we all, um, we're in Washington, D.C. This is a political town. We all care very deeply about this. A lot of us work in government. Um, and uh, and try to get shit done. Uh, my my lady saves lives. In fact, a lot of the people I know try to save lives, and yet we have something like what happened in the debates here on Tuesday or on Monday, excuse me, that uh, that make it clear that that we are not uh, together yet. That that we can have uh, such an unmitigated moron and and a shameful excuse uh, for for what is supposed to be the best of us on stage, disrespecting not just people on stage, but uh, you, the uh, the viewer, and uh, and you, the voter, um, with misogyny, um, with racism, and and whatnot, you uh, uh, that that is appalling. But I, but I think we can get over. I think it, we can get over by talking uh, through this, and and people like the drive by truckers making albums like this to at least get a conversation going. Because I mean, look, uh, it's uncomfortable to talk to people whose views are completely opposite of your own. Uh, but uh, there's a great scene in 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 Louis C.K.'s Horace and Pete uh, when two people on opposite sides of the aisle, just two people drinking some beer, uh, yeah, they get talked down from from an argument, just shouting like we have been doing this entire election season, and um, turned out that they they sort of want the same thing. And I think uh, you know this this point was driven home when I was talking to the guys in Death uh, recently. That podcast is coming soon. And they said, you know, we all want uh, goodness. We all want, um, we all want decency. We all want to be comfortable, uh, to be safe. Uh, these are these are universal goals. And, and while there are many many ways to go about it, uh, w- what we have seen in this election cycle is um, is someone who represents all the wrong ways to go about it. Uh, I am. An avowed Democrat, I am a liberal, uh, and you know, but but I do have a lot of Republican friends, and and we can discuss things, things like uh, deporting Muslims, things like stop and frisk, uh, things like not immediately uh, reacting in in horror, disgust, and and furious anger uh, as more and more uh, young black males are shot dead in the street by police. These are, uh, you know, these are basic. Uh, common just decencies of our society uh, that we need to survive and uh, we seem to not be hearing that so uh, so Eduardo and I are going to talk a little bit about uh, protest songs because in times like this the protest song is is the uh, most powerful tool at least these artists have uh, and then uh, and then we're going to be talking about uh, this, this motherfucker of an album I I Maybe spoiling it. Maybe you don't need to listen to this podcast after I say this, but uh, this is the best thing they they've done uh, since Southern Rock Opera. You know, there there's definitely a song in here that I think they're born to make. But maybe this album is the album that Drive By Truckers were were sort of born to make. They were destined to make. Uh, it is it is amazing and uh, not just one of their best, but one of the year's best. So uh, if you're still with us and if you're if you're okay with all this and, uh, and you want to hang tight, uh, here we go. This is episode. Number 222 of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, uh, wherein Eduardo and I are sitting down to talk about the fantastic new album from Drive By Truckers, American Band. Okay. It comes here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the that right there is a logical fallacy. 
unfortunately, there were probably focus groups and a, a you know, uh, extensive marketing research. And some VP probably got a $1.5 million commission for finally making the choice and making Tony the Tiger's new nose blue. <laughs> God damn this it. is why I don't understand the year 2016. <laughs> oh, industry amongst other things. Uh, be comfortable. You ready to get started? Be good. Let's do it. Ready to talk about some shit? Uh, down here to talk about a little drive-by truckers, a band that uh, I think we both have a good relationship with, uh, going back many, many years. Mm-hmm. Mine, literally, and this is gross. Twenty years. Yeah, I was gonna say you're 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 closer to them. Yeah, um, yeah, but and we'll and we'll get into that yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, while when we talk about it. Before that, though, uh, you know, a little background on this new album that they have out. It's called American Band. Uh, just came out on, on September thirtieth. Uh, this is their eleventh uh, album, and it is overtly political in a time that I think we need to be overtly political. You heard mm-hmm. us talking, or me talking about that on uh, the Bonnie Vare podcast. You know, we're racing into this election where uh, the gap between uh, Hillary and Trump is closing. Uh, we have the debates coming up. It's terrifying they, they, they words. Just hap- yeah. yeah, they just happened this Monday, and uh, for me, uh, yeah, th- these these are terrifying times. You know. Never mind, like all the people getting shot in the streets, which is addressed in this album. Mm-hmm. But it, it it brings up the question of of essentially like you know this being a a hardcore protest album. Uh, what artists have a responsibility, or what responsibility they have to be doing this in these? Uh, and I, I really don't think this is exaggerating. These dire times. Uh, you, I think you're. I'm glad we're talking about it with you, Eduardo, because I think you're uniquely qualified because of your folkways experience. Because that's what a lot of folk music was. So, yep. so to put it in perspective here is is you know you had like the '60s uprising. You had like that's how Bob Dylan came to prominence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole roster of artists that you love uh, did protest songs, but you also had like the Staples singers. You had Mavis Staples yep. uh, talking about the civil rights movement. Uh, now we are in, I think, as a nation, uh, sort of in crisis as far as how we are treating each other. And that's an update. <laughs> <laughs> Did the world just end? Uh, yeah. that <laughs> no, um, we we are in Christ. That was that was uh, Cortana confirming. Oh, okay. I think <laughs> uh, no, we're we're in crisis here, and you know, there's always been this divide of of how we consume art and how people want to consume art, and saying things like mm-hmm. you should just stick to your music, boy, or you should do this. But I think that's false, right? I think it's I think it's absolutely false. First of all. Um, it's, uh, you know, Colin, Colin Kaepernick has a right to, uh, absolutely has a right to kneel. Yes. And as, and as someone who <laughs> refused to take off his hat for a Lee Greenwood acapella performance <laughs> of proud to be an American at the Virginia tech, uh, Tennessee game in Bristol. Yeah. I, um, I think that, uh, 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 protests absolutely have a, have a place and they're almost an obligation in society. I, I, I think the, the, the interesting thing about, um, about like, rooting some of this in in dylan in the 60s is that dylan if anything was kind of aping woody guthrie um in 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 trying to sing songs that uh that were very topical and and i get that for some songwriters you know they're not they're not built to do that they're not built to write songs that are like ripped from the headlines or whatever right um, whereas Dylan could could churn, I mean, there's a there's I have a bootleg uh, of his from the early '60s where he's singing a song that he clearly just wrote about Emmett Till, that yeah. I don't think was ever released, and it was clearly because it was what was in the news at that at that point, you know. And it's and and not everyone is suited to do it, but uh, but I think more musicians should at least try mm-hmm. um, because I think that the um, the shut up and sing or the stick to sports or, or just whatever that is, 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 is kind of an attempt to deny someone, uh, their agency and some of their humanity. Right. So, yeah. So Colin Kaepernick isn't just a highly paid, uh, athlete. He is also an African American, um, living in an America where things are not going particularly well for people who look like him. Yeah. Um, the drive-by truckers are not just white Southerners. They're white Southerners who have dealt with some of the shit that they're thinking about for years and years, and they're sick and tired of it. Yeah. And they thought they had they had sort of put most of these things to bed, and now they're kind of reluctantly like an yeah. old like an old Rocky like being dragged back into the like, yeah yeah yeah. You know, no, they have no, to no, they have completely. to fight this fight again. I, I would actually disagree with you. The fact that some people aren't equipped for it. I mean, you have a voice. 
And, you know, it is your, if you have a voice and you have this like base for amplification that say, say what you want. This is not, we're not talking about, you know, this would be a, a canon in your, uh, part of your canon, part of your career. Like this is going to mm-hmm. be a booster and stuff. This is taking your talents and saying what you think is right. Right. And, and getting that out there in front of people, even if it is, it's sometimes preaching to the choir. But you don't, you, because yeah. the way amplification works, you don't know when it will take hold. I mean, we're talking about sort of maybe even a viral ph- phenomenon here. Uh, but it's, it's, t- if you believe that something is wrong, then you should say something about it. And if that means playing a benefit, if that means right. getting out and, uh, and, and even doing an album, Jim James has an album coming out and it's all, it's a protest album. It's coming uh-huh. out right before the election. Uh, to Jim James people, releasing that three days before the election is bullshit. Like, mm. release it now. Right, right, right. Uh, because we are, it is that important. I don't know, how many days out are we? 50-some. 50 50-some 50 days? Yeah, yeah there's so no... scary. The, d- the day of reckoning is so the, close, the, the, day of, the day of reckoning is so close. The, thir- the third horseman is already strapping his shit on right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. and, and, and like, I'm, I'm as guilty as this as, as anybody of not doing enough, you know, uh, you know, but although we're talking about this album, you know, but it's also because I don't know necessarily what to do. Right. Uh, it, it, you know, this is going to be hard, and this is going to be hard for artists, I think, at this time, but think about the alternative right now. Yeah. Well, do you want to be singing about this after the fact? Do you want to be singing about in a world uh, where, where there's a President Trump and, and you're protesting against all these horrible things that you knew were coming? I, and, I, and I fucking hate the line of thought that is, well, at least we'll get good music, right? At least it'll be oh, fertile yeah, for that. artists. Like, that is not worth the real harm and the real suffering that will be incurred by people really, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> worldwide, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, it's not just a matter of domestic policy. It's a matter of, like, the well-being of the globe. The idea that, like, we'll get a couple of, uh, you know, really strong albums out of this, maybe Green Day will do another American Idiot or something. <laughs> like, yeah. like, that is not worth... I would, I would give the, back... I would, like, the best music produced under Bush, I would give that back in a second to have the 2000 election because because this is, Because this isn't, like, George yeah. Bush. George Bush right. was just dumb. Right. And, and and realistically, he he's not that dumb because he got elected twice. Yeah, yeah. So you know he made something work for him. His policies you might not agree with. We're talking about a fascist, racist, misogynistic person who is now because of our tendencies to basically not do dick about dick up in the or, mix. Or to, and and I come from a family that that argues loudly about poli- like if there's if there's three of us in a room, mm-hmm. there's like seven different political positions being espoused. And we will just, it's just, it's just what Brazilians do as a matter of hobby. You just yes. get into a room and you argue with people about your beliefs and your values and your moral view of the universe. But you should. And it's, and it's great. It's great because like everyone ends up becoming a more careful thinker as a result of it. Yes. And a better arguer, arguer as a result of it. Um, I think we're, you know, it's, it's a little bit different in the U S there's this idea that politics is somehow sort of one of those things that like religion you don't talk yeah, about you don't talk about politics yeah. or religion and, and that's bullshit yeah we are we argue about religion all the time too <laughs> but uh i mean i'll say i'll say in the workplace sure yeah like but, it, right, but right, it's because it doesn't apply like i also don't talk about like my date night with my lady <laughs> right because it's none of your goddamn business <laughs> right right and and you know so as long as you're not in a political industry then why yeah. would you ever go but outside of that it's something that should be vigorously discussed, and 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 there can be more than one way to go about it. So I'll uh, pick on one of my one of my favorite musicians of all time is Tom Waits. Um, Tom Waits has an absolutely amazing song uh, called "The Day After Tomorrow," which is uh, from the from the perspective of a soldier who's been deployed for the second or third time to Iraq, and it's 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 human. It's it's um, you know, you hear it and you just instantly feel for the very human toll and the questions that are being asked right. about what happens during a war. He has very unsuccessful protest songs, too. He has like an anti-Israel song called The Road to Peace, which is didactical and condescending and, 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 and doesn't really work, um, regardless of how you feel about the message. So you can be, you can be a musician and a songwriter of Tom Waits's caliber Right. And still mm. and still only have uh, mixed results. But the idea that that 
it's not your wheelhouse or it's not part of your brand and therefore you can't uh touch on it i don't think i think that's a cop-out i think everyone should 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 take a shot at it and see how it plays out yeah so and take the hit like and if if you're uh if you're if you are that concerned with your career that you won't Mm -hmm. that you won't on either side yeah well i I, you you could write a hillary protest song it'd be weird uh, Killer you know, Mike is working we're, we're on. Killer, it's good thing. Sadly, the, Killer good, Mike is working on it's that. It's good I thing think. the government employees aren't aren't here because right. you know, I'd say we a uh, bunch of, like uh, in our endorsement probably means the most. We're endorsing Hillary because we're fucking intelligent. Because <laughs> we understand that, like, yeah. not unlike the Richmond Times Dispatch, which made me ashamed of the, the town I spent ten years oh, in. Did they? Like, yeah, they they supported uh, Gary Johnson. They endorsed Gary Johnson. Uh, you know, you all have your right to choose. Always, that is protected by the First Amendment. That is that is just part of life. And if you, if you uh, don't necessarily appreciate it, that go to another country that doesn't have that, or where it isn't protected as strongly. Yeah, uh, you know. But that what that means is that you can have the good side and the bad side of this. So, uh, but there comes a time when you need to put your business hat on and say, "How is this country going to be run?" If you legitimately think all the things we ran down about Donald Trump, that that that's the way the country needs to be run, you scare the fuck out of me. Like you do. <laughs> yeah, and it's a it's a form of nihilism. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you scare the fuck out yeah. of me. But like that's 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 your that's your thing. That's your voice. But I think in general as world citizens, we agree that that's not how we want anything to be run. We have seen it not to like we don't go, ra- we don't raise kids to behave and not the way to go Donald cliche, Trump does, but we like, saw it in Germany, right? Right. That's what caused World War Two. I was uh, I read today a terrifying thing about the last time a a, a mature uh, country attempted mass deportations and um, yeah. and it, it led to the genocide in Bosnia <laughs> in the early nineties. Yep. Um, so if the, if, if you think it's feasible to round up 11 million people, give or take, and you're comfortable with the size of the federal bureaucracy that entails and everything that goes along with it, be prepared for it to get worse and uglier and for, and for blood to be shed and yeah. not only families to be ripped apart, all the stuff we already know, but, but there and that will point, be, that point is important. And that's something that we haven't experienced in our lifetimes right. or I think in our cultures, right. you know, you're from Brazil, I'm from Southwest Virginia, which is, you know, uh, but, but. Be prepared for blood to be shed. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. And if you can, if you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, "Yeah, I'm ready for that," I then then just move to Idaho already and stop bothering <laughs> the rest of us. Bye. Maybe, maybe, but but at least I'll, I'll I I uh, vehemently disagree with your stance. But hmm. but at least I'll be right. like, "All right, you've thought about it. You understand the consequences." Uh, because I'm not ready for that. If if there are any listeners who feel strongly that that fans should not take like muscular political positions or even uh if you're a listener who really likes trump i think we'd love to hear from you i absolutely would <laughs> and, and, and we'd love to talk to you I, and understand i'd like to i'd like, like to get to like what type of music do you like right right uh my degrees in psychology i'm good at this shit <laughs> yeah. like that uh, of really like trying to track down like what leads to certain types of behaviors mm-hmm. uh whether it be upbringing i mean you know i've mentioned many times on this podcast uh grew up in a segregated town that has right, a very right. dangerous effect on a lot of people oh yeah you know this weekend we're recording this the weekend of the african-american history i think i was watching barack obama's speech and i just burst into tears yeah because it is so important when i grew up i didn't think about it i didn't think about the segregation and it's just like well shit we got a nice house i got my fucking uh millennium falcon star wars toys and <laughs> and ne- it just wasn't even spoken of like what might have been going on across this, the city uh where people were starving yeah where people were beat where people were thrown in jail for no goddamn good reason uh and now we're in an age where now that's elevated into people are shot people are killed people are though curiously not the guy who set off a bunch of bombs in New York, he was taken alive. Some guy uh, who shot five people in a mall yesterday, who I think was white. Taken alive. Was taken alive. No, he's, he's the, not white. He's Turkish. Oh, he is Turkish. Okay. Yes. But it doesn't um, matter. But that's the thing. It was, doesn't matter. Who, yeah, who the fuck right, cares? Right. right. Every, everyone should be taken alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially innocent people who were just sitting in a car or crossing the street or doing whatever. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, that's uh, you know we we could go on and on about this if you if you want to hit us up and 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 hang out 
and but, and 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 whenever the federals aren't here, <laughs> we will probably yeah talk it, more uh, up openly until the about election. this. So yeah. if, this, if this ain't your cup of tea, uh, the unsubscribe button is up top. But also, you clicked on a podcast about the drive-by truckers, so you had you to did. know what you were going to get. Well, and, and we're going to get in, and that's yeah. part of why we're doing this because there's this this is divisive amongst their fans, and people are like I'll never listen to him again. Uh, because, and, and, and you can take that accent as derision because <laughs> yeah. there's sometimes an accent is stupid and my accent doesn't come out unless I drink, but tell you what, I've been drinking a little today. <laughs> so, so we're about to get into it. So, uh, that's your PSA, uh, for where we stand, uh, official endorsement of Hillary Clinton. Uh, you ready to talk about some rock and roll, man? Let's do it. Song Surrender Under Protest. That is off of the Drive by Truckers 11th album, uh, American Band. Uh, as you can as you can tell uh, from our intro, at least, too. Uh, <laughs> this is a little political bent. This is dividing the fans a little bit uh, because I uh, will get into that in a, in a, in a few <laughs> minutes. Uh, it's very clear uh, language used throughout this album of saying that we are in a bad place and we need to fucking stop it. And they are, this is, uh, you know, after 11 years or 11 albums, after almost 20 years, uh, for me, this is their most vital album since Dirty South. This is the yeah. only time since, since Southern Rock Opera that they have sounded like that band that I fell in love with because they were so passionate about what was going on and not just telling the tales of their lives, which was fine. And it led to some right. great moments. It led to, uh, you know, obviously Decoration Day. Dirty South, yep. uh, two we, children and a beautiful wife. Yeah, right, right. Uh, that's I was, was going to say. You know, I, I was telling, yeah. uh, I think Patrick about this. Like, I was in that community when that who's that song is about. A family got murdered on New Year's Day in Richmond, literally like three miles from my house. Yeah, and I remember that. And yeah, and, yeah, that and was that's news. what that song's yeah. about. Yeah, and and it it was a clear uh, moment where when Patterson is at his best, Patterson Hood, one of the main right, songwriters. Right. It is, uh, it is about like expressing this pain. You know, they played at the, uh, and the first time I heard that song was at the uh, Plan Nine Records there, wow. and and everybody was in tears because it was there was a benefit to like raise money. It, it yeah. was awful, one of the most awful things, and that was the high point of that album. The album wasn't that good. <laughs> well, it was great though. I mean, it's fine. Well, they do. Uh, you know, I, I so I think that was on Brighter Than Creation's Dark, yes. which I think is is a fine album. I it's think okay. we established on G Chat that I'm a huge fan of Go Go Boots because I love the organ sound and that sort of spoon roll the the way that they're trying to do right the sort of the muscle shoals kind of thing. Um, but but I think that that you just touched on something that is that is one of their strongest um, suits as as a band, which is that they have this ability to write uh, uh, portraits that are that are empathetic but that yeah. also kind of you know that 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 show a situation very clearly they they do that on this album and a couple of times in the service of their of their political views and it really works so kinky hypocrite is like an mm -hmm. that's that's such an old-timey drive-by trucker song like it's just so and it has a rollicking good time and it, and it gives you all the details and, and you feel like you're there yeah um Ramon Cassiano, the opening song yeah is a is a is a sort of portrait uh song um and it and it it tells this this amazing story, um, which I have to admit I did not know. Um, and and so for those of you who are listening, um, Google that name. And what's really interesting is that what shows up is the Wikipedia page for Harlan Carter, um, mm -hmm. 
who's the leader of the NRA for many years and led their lobbying arm and who was a well-established, you know, uh, opposed to any kind of gun legislation. Um, The song is named for 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 an unarmed Mexican teen who was shot dead by Harlan Carter. And in the and 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 living up to the tradition of, uh, you know, what Black Lives Matter says, you know, they're saying the name of the victim. Yes. And it's and it's so sad that even today on the Internet, when you Google this person, what comes up is the identity, the Wikipedia page of their shooter and not and not the victim of right. the crime. Right. Right. But there's but there's just a hugely powerful uh, message in that, too. They have they're they're just they're just an amazing uh, kind of uh, two or three headed songwriting monster that can that can tell stories that are that are funny and insightful um, without really sacrificing anything in the process. Yeah, and, and for people who are just coming into truckers, which is I find that hard to believe, but yeah, you know, maybe it's happening. You but know, but they, so I'm so excited yeah, for you yeah, because you have such a rich back this, catalog to go and listen to. Because, so, because this album, uh, you know, is there have been many iterations. Uh, if you're familiar with Jason Isbell, he was in the band. Mm-hmm. Some say their finest period. I mean, I, I'll cop to preferring those albums uh, up until now. Not, Interestingly, not, Goddamn Lonely Love is their most played song, both on Apple Music and on yeah, Spotify. Well, because it's a goddamn, goddamn <laughs> fantastic it's fucking, song. It's a great song, yeah. Um, you know, but it, basically this is, like I said, a two-headed beast. Uh, co-fronted by uh, one Patterson Hood, mm-hmm. uh, one Mike Cooley. Mm-hmm. They got together. Patterson Hood grew up. His father uh, was a uh, damn David he's, Hood. Yeah, he's 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 the bass player. He's on, the guy. On, on I'll take you there. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> right. He's the guy. So in, in Muscle Shoals, if you watch yeah. that documentary, uh, you you will find out about him. So he grew up in this scene. Uh, Mike Cooley, not far away, and they came together. And for a while, they were in Athens, Georgia, mm-hmm. uh, sort of carving out this space. They we're doing a very specific type of Southern rock that hadn't been seen. So I came to them. David Lowry of Cracker fame used to have these Capitol barn dances at this place called Fireballs in Richmond. And so even though they were touring around everywhere, like I didn't like hear of them because they didn't have, you know, uh, was it Gangsta Billy? Gangsta Billy, yeah. Yeah. Was, it's hard to find mm-hmm. for a while. Uh, but they, all the time they were working on this thing, Southern rock opera. And you can see these songs come up. And this was even before, like, Jason Isbell was in the band. Right. And, and see these songs come up, and like, holy fuck. Because, like, look, Jason Isbell isn't on Southern Rock Opera. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and they dropped this album that dealt with the legacy of the South. It dealt with the racism. The duality de- of the Southern the thing. The duality of the Southern thing. Yeah. And tried to not necessarily speak or preach to what how you should be, but just say, look, this is... It made it very clear where they were that this was mm-hmm. all bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. but but it made like in case you hadn't been paying attention, this is part of the problem. This is why the problem is, you know, because of all these things. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it was a, it remains to this day one of the greatest albums of all time, and cemented them as possibly one of the uh, better duo of songwriters in at least this century. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, you know, from there, uh, obviously that came out and and they got fame. Yeah. I got lucky. I got to see, I, I saw the premiere of that at this little place called Poe's Pub. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there was like maybe a hundred people there. And you, you think about something that powerful, and this is what we were talking about up front about your protest song. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think about something that powerful happening in a space like that. And this is the power that it, it, it commands. Eventually it amplifies over yeah. the years. Because I think if you go... And listen to that, and then listen to this now. Like you said, they've been talking about this for goddamn twenty years, and it's gotten worse. And that was when I heard this. Yeah. There, there was a a weaker period where mm-hmm. they were just look. There, there, lots of band lineup changes, lots of just like touring. They they are a business a little bit now. Yeah, and uh, so those albums didn't really hit with me, but I've always like wanted it to come back to it. But that they can come back to it like this, and that they have basically been forced to come back with it, to it yeah, like this, yeah, is so. It just it just feels good. It's like this is what I fell in love with this band originally, uh, for like all of it, like yeah. every little bit of it, and it's tempered by twenty years of wisdom. And just instead of like painting these portraits of of maybe. You know, they're hinting. They're, this is like kicking you in the face. Like, here's how it fucking is. 
well this is this is a band that that um that welcomed george wallace to hell on southern rock right. opera right and and not for the reasons you might think but actually for very nuanced reasons that are all laid out uh during the course of that of that song um and and they're now the song we just played in the intro is about the confederate flag mm-hmm. <laughs> flying over the state capital of south carolina and they're and they're using a uh a line that's associated with the with the uh the confederacy yeah um and it's it's you know surrender under protest was the sort of uh became a rallying cry um and 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 they're using it to talk about and there's a line in there about um uh, as long as the victims and aggressors just remain each other's others uh which is which is a really nuanced uh sentiment but but I'll also point out that the name of the album is American Band, and so to echo to echo the president's words yesterday, right? Um, black Americans aren't uh, they're not a subset of America. They're not something to be viewed as differently or to be pitied yeah. or celebrated or whatever. They are America, right? And I think throughout the band is saying like all of this complicated shit. This is us, right? And 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 we are it. There's no them. There's no us. There's only which us. is which is a belief that I subscribe mightily to, and I, I don't know if I've we've ever had this conversation about it. You know, like we continually look at uh, things happening and be like, "Well, that's just that's someone else." That's like, and it's not. Mm-hmm. It is us. This this horribleness that we're experiencing right now is within all of us. Yeah, whether you want to admit it or not. Right. Like the the level at which you are a good person is is how much you can like squash those impulses yeah well i i think um i i, I always go back to the the brilliant tanahasi coates article about reparations for slavery yeah he, he did several q a's about that and people would say well so how does this work you know i owe michelle obama's family something and he just kept saying no you don't owe anyone else anything we owe ourselves this <laughs> right this is this is a debt that we all have to ourselves we can choose to pay it or not but the but the reasons that we have for not paying it as he lays out in the article, don't really hold true. We can we can find people who were harmed by discriminatory practices. Well, he, and, he also and did, all that, he but, also did a write up which I quoted in in our uh, in our list that went out la- mm-hmm. the other week, uh, where you know talking about like violence in the riots and saying right. like at this point, and I think this album very much speaks to this this fact. You know, you you can't call uh, ceasefire after being the sole right. aggressor on on an entire like race of people or even an entire class of people. Uh, and, and then expect it to be okay. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I would say if you haven't, yeah, you've read it, right? If you haven't read Between the World and Me. Right, right. Right. It's an amazing read. It's something you should read maybe once a year. Yeah. And it, and it is explicitly about, uh, Connie Coates talking to his son, mm-hmm. uh, and telling him a little bit of history lesson, but a little bit of context about where he's at and what the world is at. But it ends up much like, to pimp a butterfly much yeah. like the angels album speaking to the larger populace because what i read i read it when we were up in canada and and it it spoke to the just simple uh strength and bravery that we all need to start like figuring out like if we want to get through this because this album's fucking awesome <laughs> it is and there i at the same time, I'm horrified and sad that this album has to exist. I, I, I think, I think they are right there with you. I think, yeah. um, I think they're, 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 uh, kind of dumbfounded and a little frustrated that so much of what's in here needs to be said. And, and I think they're frankly a little disappointed that they know that there's a subset of their, uh, that they're of, of their audience who just won't care for this message. But, um, like, when they get to, um, I think the, the the kind of the middle part of this album is where it gets just really, really heavy. <laughs> um, and um, I, I think before we get to what it means, I'll, I'll just say, like, we, you know, we I mentioned Emmett Till earlier. Um, I, I just saw the other day um, at the uh, at the Rhode Island Metro, I saw someone wearing um, an Ann Counting shirt, which which I hadn't uh, seen yet. Um, and it starts with Emmett Till, and it just lists the victims of kind of institutional racism and police violence and so it's like it's Emmett and Trayvon yeah, and, and we'll look that Michael up and we'll put it in Eric. the show notes because I yeah, think that, I think that's 
That's a thing that people they're, need. You need to see that in your of, face. And they're running out of room on the shirt. Yeah. The shirt is all names from like from from neck to, you know, to yeah. waist. Um So I don't know what it means. <laughs> well, I mean, that's but, a good lead into because yeah. uh this song for me, this is uh probably uh this is certainly Patterson Hood's finest moment as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh this may be the best song they've ever written. Yeah. Uh, it is certainly the most important song of 2016. Like this is agreed. Yeah. Th- this is heartbreaking. We, we may cry. <laughs> we both we both we 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 were talking about this earlier. We G chatted about this. I was listening to this on the uh you know, my drive into work uh the morning after the first wave of the riots in Charlotte. Yeah. Um following yet another police shooting. Like we start to forget the like the contours of these. When he mentioned Missouri, I was like, oh, which 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 one was that again? Was right. that the you know, like right. it's so fucking depressing. All right, so this is what it means by the drive metric. Sides calling names out of anger, out of fear. And if you say it wasn't racial when they shot him in his tracks, well, I guess that means that you ain't black. It means that you ain't black. I mean, Barack Obama won, and you can choose where to eat. But you don't see too many white kids lying bleeding on the street.
at the sun And some man with a joystick lands a rocket on a comet We're living in an age where limitations are forgotten The outer edges move and dazzle us But the core is something rotten And we're standing on the precipice of prejudice and fear We trust science just as long as it tells us what we want to hear We want our truths all fair and balanced long as our notions lie within it There's no sunlight in our asses and our heads are stuck up in it And our heroes may be rapists who watch us while we dream But don't look to me for answers cause I don't know what it means What it Uh, this is a first for this podcast, I think, because I've never, uh, we've never played a song where I'm like, I am proud. Like, if you have not heard that, <laughs> yeah, to have introduced you to that, regardless of who the artist is, yeah, that is what it means of the Drive By Truckers American Band. That is, uh, a level of empathy, I think. And understanding of where they, you have to understand the South mm-hmm. and where they came from. The fact that if they can, if they can beat this, <laughs> right? Like, if and they I, can I overcome mean this sincerely. This. Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. if 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 they were able to overcome this, yeah, um, we all can, and and it's something. Uh, so so I just talked to the band Death. Uh-huh. And uh this is a spoiler for that. And we were talking about how and this was a fear for this album. I said this is a this is a good album, but it'll only be great if it gets worse. And it got right. worse. Right. And but what we were talking about was we all understand like whether it's creative like you just coming down here and Talking to Mike, I mean, you, you're a, you're what an assistant director for, like you see lives, <laughs> like you know we're we're in Washington D.C. We do real shit, right? Uh, this is all a thing that we understand needs to happen, like that we need to, we we can and and we have to get along, but it feels like an island that the, the the shores are getting eaten up, and and that's the point of protest albums, and that's the point of conversation up front that's the point of this album i think is that as those shores get closer and closer we need to fight and the truckers are fighting yeah well and it's and it's doing so you know i think the the way that that song presents the issue the first um two verse you know well actually let me step back before i even say that um what's great about this is that the truckers are not speaking to uh some unseen entity Right, they're speaking to to their fans and their community. Um, it, it's a song that has a broad appeal in the um, in in a sense, but they're not trying to say it's not a song that says, "Hey, to you BLM leaders, like we stand in solidarity." It's not. It's 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 a song where they're actually doing something they know how to do, which is to just to tell a story. Yeah, and unfortunately, there the are stories horrifying and sad. Right, there are so many of these stories, and and they don't have to name people for us to know who George Zimmerman is, or um, or that you know, uh, or who Just died the in pause, Ferguson, that, Missouri. That line, like yeah. 
like the guy can have his gun. Yeah, and, be, and then he gets, all he gets that's left is a pocket full of skittles and wave his gun around. Right. And they didn't know Donald Trump Jr. was going to say what he they did didn't. about skittles <laughs> at that time. But um, but no, I think there's you know there's a so so there's a there's a very down to earth way to approach this, and then um, I think because they're such a great band, um, the third verse goes into all these amazing technological and scientific advances mm-hmm. that are real and that have happened, and and so the juxtaposition of like we're dealing with these old problems right in a place in a in a future where people can land uh you know uh, ships uh, rockets on a comet I think is the line yeah um. Which is actually at the heart of like one of the seminal public policy essays of all time, which is by Richard R. Nelson called The Moon and the Ghetto from like 1977. And he's sort of contemplating like, how could we decide to go to the moon in 10 years and, and or in 10 years later be there, right? When we still haven't been able to solve the problem of like advancing education for the disenfranchised who are who are right here. And if we and honestly, if, if we here at Chunky Glasses were a think tank, that's that's our basis. Right. Because my my thing is is as much as we want to advocate for artists' rights, I'm going to catch a lot of shit for saying this. Like, art means everything and nothing. It, it is, it is, it can enrich, but the value on it is and always will be zero. Call, right. Call us materialists or Philistines or, or whatever, but, but material needs come first. Yes. Right. If um, if we can't if we can't address yeah. the tent cities going into the four three ninety five tunnel if we can't address the crime in my neighborhood if we right. can't address like people getting kicked out of their houses and and then we're fighting for an initiative like right now uh, the Wilson Luca first guys are in, and this is DC stuff talking right here but uh, are, are trying to make sure the artists get taken care of in a minimum wage for artists. How about yeah. a fucking minimum wage for right. just people? Right, right. And that's what this album is talking about. And it's talking about it in the unfortunate and sad uh, results of the violence that has resulted from us ignoring this and not addressing it with policy mm-hmm. or even humanity or even empathy, like anything. We just haven't, we, we stopped. Yeah. They, they, they kind of remind me of like, um, like parents of uh, friends of mine from high school where I'll reconnect with them and I'll say, you know, and we'll sort of figure out what's happening in each other's lives. Uh-huh. And it's sort of like, well, how are your folks doing? And it's like, well, you know, my dad runs like an anti George W. Bush website now. And I'm like, does your dad know that George W. Bush isn't in office? Like, yeah, that doesn't matter. Like, it's still going. It's like the people who, right. like, who like 20 years later still wanted to impeach Nixon, which is and, and like, but like, that's absolutely a voice that we need. And that's a voice that their fans need to hear right now of the people who were like, Listen, we, we transcended, we figured this shit out 10 or 20 years ago, and yet we've been dragged back into the same old battles. Um, the fact that they, can, that they can write about these things in a way that puts them right in the middle of the culture wars. We were talking about the song Once They Banned Imagine. <laughs> culture wars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, but yeah. it's what it is. So, you know, you know, Once They Banned Imagine, for, you know, people, people who are under a certain age might not remember this, but... After, you know, on 9-11 and shortly thereafter, a list circulated of songs that Clear Channel said could not be played on its radio affiliates, mm-hmm. and that include Imagine by John Lennon. And the song has a couple of nods to, like, the sort of the jingoistic Toby Keith shit that came out, the We'll Stick a Boot in Their Ass, It's the American Way song. Um, and, and it basically says, you know, once, once they banned Imagine, it became the same war that we were fighting when we were kids. Which is to say, once we realize that you didn't actually want to solve this and bring people together and make the world a better place and you just wanted to fight your old wars, then that put us in the camp of having to fight you, right? Because you said right. that our vision is your enemy because it doesn't support your vision of war or militarism or whatever. Yeah. Um, it shouldn't work. It sounds like even hearing myself talk about it, like if I were telling a stranger at a bar about this song that they should hear, like it would sound dumb. But when I hear the song, I'm like, I, I, I instantly go back to, you know, the, the, the immediate aftermath of that and thinking, why is the song Imagine Banned? I, I, I still don't understand. But Yeah. What, what ignorant position could you possibly What's, what's offensive take? about that? <laughs> um, well, I mean, this idea, and we can go deeper, we can offend everybody on this. So <laughs> this idea that, like, if, if you're thinking that, like, God is going to save you, faith is important. Faith is important, like, again, getting back to the death conversation, like, this is, I'm an atheist, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a guy named Dr. Boyce saved me. So, so that's science. And, and it's the reality is like, but we as people need faith in certain things and at least something to get by. When that faith uh, betrays our basic kindness to people, right? then we have failed. And, and, and that's always, I mean, even, even on Kinky Hypocrite, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're getting into the, as they've done before. And, and that's on, just a shot of Congress. Right. On like, I used to be a cop. Um, there's all these songs that they like to tell about sort of like dirty, crooked, you know, t- uh, televangelists or whatever. Even there, there's not a straight condemnation. It's just saying, hey, these are the guys separating you from your money and they party harder than they'd like to admit, which is, yeah. which is just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's evident uh, upon its face that that's a true statement. Um, I think there's another kind of transcendent moment on this album. I think, I think the Mike Cooley songs on here are just amazing. Filthy and Fried yeah. is a song about this kind of, you know, the, uh, it's sort of told from the perspective of like an older guy understanding that women are just as into going out and getting hammered and and screwing as guys are <laughs> um, and trying to understand that. But, but I think ever South is just this major centerpiece. It's, it's Patterson hood saying that if he's going to tell the story, it starts with, with people coming here from Ireland and Scotland um, coming in through Ellis Island, moving ever South. Um, his story is, you know, includes him moving to Portland and then being marked by that Southern draw draw when he's uh, when he's up out West um, and, and just telling the story in such a captivating and amazing way. Um, and, and, and it has the effect of saying, you know, it's the opposite of the Florida Georgia lines, dig your roots, right? Yeah. He's saying, he's saying my roots are everywhere. Like if I just I look really further back. I really want to play this song now, but I'm not, I'm not going to. <laughs> I, mean, I know. I'm, really, that's I'm, like, I'm like doing it's, the math in my head. I'm like, can we, can we, can uh, we work that in here? But it is the opposite of like, go back to the small town that you're from because that's what you're supposed to do. This is, this is Patterson saying, the way the way was forward the way was forward and it went south and we and we multiplied on this new land and we worked it and we fought yeah. and it was difficult um and so like, so and how your roots are perfect where you put is them. that metaphor yeah like how perfect, yeah. you know and, and the thing about it, he's always talked about his his accent his like and and the people hear a southern accent and it's and they immediately assume ignorance and you know i i think a lot of that song and, and a lot of what uh this album is talking about is that it might, yeah. I, 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 I am again. Mine comes out when I drink, and I don't know if it's coming out now, but, <laughs> but, but it, it's, it's, it's not, it's not yet. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> uh, you but, know, but, 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 what it's, what it's doing in a way is kind of saying like that, that, that he has an identity too, right? Often we tend to think of kind of 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 white Anglo whatever. Yeah. As, as a default setting and not as an identity. And he's saying, no, this is the song of my people, right? This is, this is how we progressed. This is how we've been told about previous yeah. generations. It's not something that's invisible. It's, it's very tangibly an identity, and it's just as American an identity as any other, you know, hyphenated, quote-unquote, American. Um, and I think he fucking nails it. Like, it was a song, like, the first time I heard it, I was like, ooh, this is too ambitious. It's not doing what it needs to do. By the, oh, thir- so by the, by the third or fourth listen... I, I forgave the mispronunciation of Appalachian on it because I think he says Appalachian. That's how uh, it's pronounced. It's Appalachia, man. It's not <laughs> Appalachia. Appalachia. <laughs> All right, we'll 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 sort Being that from out. there. We'll sort like, that me, out later. Growing up like ten miles at the foot of the Blue Ridge Mountains, I, I, I've I've been told in no uncertain terms that it's pronounced Appalachia. Well, you find <laughs> that person, we will fight. <laughs> um, and that's the problem. Right. That, that's that is, is, that that is. my my we, first we are each other's my, others my, now. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um So yeah. Lordo, what should people do with this? They should they should they should buy it like I will. Yeah. 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 And they should also talk about this at the end of the year when they're thinking about the best albums of the year cuz I don't think we're going to talk about a more explicitly polit- like from 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 top to bottom, just every song on this pretty much deals with an important political issue, and it deals yeah. with it up front and and head on. And so, yeah, I, I'm gonna echo that buy. Uh, this is this is probably the strongest buy I've had this year. This is not my favorite yeah. album this year, but this is the strongest buy. Yeah, this is an essential listen, uh, and and that's not ignoring uh, anything in uh, hip hop or, or or anything in the black right. culture. Like there are important albums there as well. Uh, 
but I think especially if you're in like the Black Lives Movement, like have a little perspective on this and understand that we're like the people that are here to help are here to help. Yeah. And I know I know that that exists, and I know it's empathy, but I but it, I think it doesn't because for these uh, southern gentlemen to essentially betray their past, yeah, and do this is a remarkable uh, feat, and it is not something that was wholly unexpected from them, but at the same time was surprising that that they that they hit it so well that they yeah. finally woke. I mean, the term is woke. Yeah, they are. They, they are, got they woke. Are, they are woke as fuck right now. <laughs> so and uh, and so uh, kind of like an everybody get along. Like like we're all at the end of the day allies. And uh, yeah, so this is I, I could not recommend this record enough. Yep. To uh, to anybody. So uh, yeah, Drive By Truckers American Band. Do with it what you will. Spread Go on, subscribe. <laughs> by truckers american band is out 9 30 that's september 30th one day before rocktober uh if you're listening to this in the future it's already out it's up on streaming it's on itunes and whatnot uh if not and uh you're one of those people that listen to our podcast the second it comes out we love you and uh it is now up on npr first listen i do believe uh so you can hear it you can check it out uh if you haven't already uh that's our that's our podcast for this week i you know, I was, I was gonna, I was gonna play a song. I was gonna, gonna play a, a nice, nice sort of fuck you to the the, the joke of playing "Throwing It All Away" by Genesis at the end of this, and uh, and then I realized that uh, the things we're talking about in uh, this election, uh, specifically, it's not a joke. We are at a point uh, in in history in my forty four years that I've never been at, where as a people. Uh, whether through misinformation or manipulation of information or or just uh, a giving in to the brutality that, that life can be, uh, we've come to the point that we might allow somebody uh, like Donald Trump uh, to run the country and in the process uh, essentially ruin the world. Uh, you know, at the end of every podcast, we say, "Be good to your, be good to your uh, ears, and be better to your people." Uh, we are all the people, not and not just us in in the United States, but uh, everywhere. And it's it's sort of the central tenet of what we do. It's a central tenet of of what I try to do. And and look, you know, I fail sometimes. So does it, it's not easy sometimes, <laughs> but. You have to, have to, have to keep that in your head and keep that in your soul if you believe in that sort of thing. That we, um, that we just try and be good to each other and try to do what helps out each other uh, always. Uh, even the littlest bit helps. Um, some people obviously do more than others, but um, yeah, it's time time to cut the bullshit. And and try and make the world a better place. So that's the end of our podcast. Uh, if you, if you're still with us and you want to subscribe, uh, you can do that on iTunes. You can do that on uh, Google Play. You can do it on Stitcher. You can do it. Uh, let's see on Deezer, I believe. You can do it on Mixcloud. Um, you can give us a rating. Uh, if if anything 
we discussed or how we discussed it in this podcast, uh, email me at Kevin. Like if any, well, if anything, if anything you didn't agree with, uh, or, or just want to talk about, uh, email me at Kevin at chunkyglasses.com or email Eduardo at Eduardo at chunkyglasses.com. And, uh, we'll be happy to, um, and if you want to come over and talk about it, we'll be happy to do that too. So, uh, we're out of here until next week. Uh, next week, uh, Bonnie Vare season is open. Also, the surprise Solange album uh, that nobody knew was coming, but now we do know it's coming, also at 9.30. So we're going to, I think, be talking about uh, that, and we're going to be talking about uh, Mr. Bonnie Bear. Uh, so you know, until then, um, you know, be good to your ears, and, and really, really just be good to your people. Be good to all your people. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kenobi!